0: Um... Here we go.
1: Can you hear me from over here? Yep. Okay. This podcast is brought to you by Drinking on a Tuesday. Drinking on a Tuesday. Why not show up to work with a headache and a dry heave? Yeah. That was me. <laughs> today, <laughs> yesterday, today.
0: Did you have any dollar tacos with that buzz?
1: Oh, uh, I don't even know. No, the reason I was so like hungover was because I drank before we before we ate dinner. Because we were like, oh, oh we we'll go Oh, that's always out.
2: the excuse. I didn't eat much. I didn't eat much. But it was just really, you just fucking. You now.
0: I had four beers last night. It was my first time going out with my coworkers, so I had to, you know, show that I can put up numbers.
1: Yeah, but we were like, oh, we're gonna yeah. drink.
0: Well, it's always tough because with the coworkers, you're always
2: like, well, do I really like do I show them who I really am? <laughs> you know, like, am I like am I in power like professional like sales dude or am I in power like I'm the I'm the fucking party animal? That's- oh no,
1: my work is like everyone's a party am- animal, and like I have to like control myself so I don't die
2: uh, and, uh, that's what I'm always like lawyers in general are fucking miserable and just like me and so and so when they oh. go out so when they go out they they fucking go out so if, if I'm ever out with people you know in, in the legal
0: field I know I'm, I'm in good company so yeah w- without further ado I'll introduce uh
1: oh yeah the lawyer the freaking
0: uh he actually hosts the Marcus Farrow Show from one to four every Saturday on fourteen twenty WBSM. If you're in the Bristol County area, what well,
2: uh, well, we have an app too.
0: So oh, we a, oh. yeah, yeah. So
2: we have a robust digital digital listenership. And in fact, when I was in uh, Mex, when I was flying to Mexico last year, I was listening to the WBSM app. And so. It is uh, God-approved, because you can hear
0: it from the heavens.
1: Wow. Uh Hear that, America, God-approved. So please
0: welcome God-approved Marcus Farrow to the
1: podcast.
2: What the fuck is up? I can't swear on the radio, so I'll probably swear a lot now. Nice. That's fine. Because I talk about politics when I'm on the radio, and it's hard, it's really hard not to swear, because it's just the... Gets it's, your blood boiling. Yeah, it gets it just it really gets you going sometimes when you're talking about shit and you're like, oh, this fucking, you know, and then you've got to restrain yourself a little bit. So, do you get a lot of calls on Saturday? Do you take? Yeah, calls? I actually do. I, yeah. I got and I've I've gotten calls that I don't think I don't hear because I listen during the week uh, to the station when I can, and uh, and I've been on the station during the week. That's how I got my start, and I, I do get calls that I didn't get when I was on the Chris McCarthy show during the week. So people that haven't normally called that will call on my show but there are also people that have called during Chris's show or people that call in general during the week and uh they're not necessarily they don't necessarily agree with me and some of them don't agree with me at all but they like to hear their perspective so yeah yeah it's cool it's really cool mm-hmm. i
0: really like the memes that you've chefed up with Donald Trump talking smack about Bernie Bros dude. via twitter man dude very creative i'm like <laughs>
2: you know like obviously it's a good thing like orange man is bad right i want him <laughs> gone right? but but like but like now what do i do <laughs> <laughs> like it's good for like it's a it's a net positive for the for the country that he's not going to be in office in january but like w- what am i going to do now
0: as a radio host you had four more years of content if that guy was still I there I had
2: four more years of great promos so now i'm <laughs> Like that's that's something to consider, you know. Like, well, you know, that is, you know, is being, you know, being governed by Donald Trump is incredibly dangerous and also obnoxious. And now, but now I don't get my tweets. I guess I could, but like, I think people are going to stop like caring because when Donald Trump, the, the the most striking thing about about Trump losing, right, is that, and he did fucking lose, is that by um, a landslide, by a lot. Like, it's not even close, and everybody's talking about like. You know, conservatives are talking about Bush v. Gore and it's like, dude, this is not Bush v. Gore for a lot of reasons. But like the most striking thing was Donald Trump's been going on a fucking rampage on Twitter, you know, like, I won the election, fraud, all this other shit. And Fake nobody's news. Yeah, nobody's really listening or giving a shit. It's like this collective catharsis. Like, we no longer <laughs> have to listen to this dumb fucking asshole ever again. And and I, I think that's like that was I, I just thought that was the most striking part because everybody was just waiting in angst for the next dumb thing that he would tweet, you know, whether or not we, you know, have a conflict with Iran based on whatever he was saying at 2.30 in the morning on Twitter. And now since he's been tweeting, basically, like, openly <coughs> tweeting about trying to, like, execute some sort of judicial coup, like, no one cares and no one's listening. So I, I, I think that's, like, it's a good thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely, man. I'm, I'm hella fired up about it. I would kind of compare your role with talking about politics to how Michael Felger is rooting for the James Harden trade right now because <laughs> Boston fans would be absolutely outraged if that happened.
2: Why? But why not? I like, love James Harden. Yeah. Why not though? Because right, what, what you've got, like, what the Celtics have going on right now is not good enough. No, it's not good enough to win a championship. I mean, the, Jason Tatum, I think, is eventually going to be a top five player. Uh, Jalen Brown's a great player, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, they don't have pieces around them to, to do it. If you get a guy like James Harden, even if it's for a couple of years, it's going to be exciting. Those guys that I just mentioned are still young. The strip I, club's closed, man, sh- so we talk about like the it. The strip clubs are closed. This is in Texas. So it might be a little different. I don't think he actually wants to
0: be there, right? In or, Houston? No,
2: in Boston. In he doesn't Boston, want to be in yeah. either.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think he really wants to be in Boston, <laughs> but at the same anywhere. time... Yeah. At the same time, the Celtics really wanted him in the Kendrick Perkins trade, and oh, he was imagine. actually yeah, that would have been nuts.
2: Yeah, that would have been fucking insane. But I thought he was
0: a great A scrub because of how bad he fucking sucked in that finals against Miami. He was
2: really bad, but once he got to, I always compared him to uh, when he was in Houston. i I'm not in, when he was in o, uh, Oklahoma. I thought he was like a uh, Joe Johnson type of player. He's clearly a lot better than that, but I just compared him to a Joe Johnson player. I thought he'd be good as the alpha dog. Like He was a sixth man of the year, I think, that year when he when he sucked he in the finals. He was still, like, what, in his second, third year? Yeah. Uh, he was a top three pick out of Arizona, Arizona, Arizona State, State. Arizona State. Like I thought he was going to be good. I didn't think he was going to be this this good, though. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Why not? Like, why not fucking shake it up? And I, I think Ainge... Two has been trying to get another guy there for a long time. I think Anthony Davis would have went there if one, uh, they would have given up Tatum, yeah. and two, it, Anthony Davis said he wanted to stay there. You know, like
0: I don't think they got the second part. I don't they think didn't get he, the second he, he, part he because he would have given committed.
2: up Tatum. And I think I, if I were, if I were Ange, I would have given up Tatum to get Anthony Davis there. Especially, I mean, at the time, I think too, I th- maybe you thought Kyrie Irving was staying. So I would have, I, I would have definitely done
0: that. She became a Time Lord fan the night that he shut down Anthony Davis in Boston. We got hella fucked uh, up at Trillium, yeah. and Time Lord stuck up Anthony Davis. It was only like his eleventh NBA career game, but I was there. But I remember when they introduced Anthony Davis in the starting lineup, I applauded him because I wanted him to come to Boston. I was mm. on the, I was on the AD train heavy. Yeah, of course, heavy.
2: Well, I mean, he played since what? Now that he's gotten to a place where he's playing on a good team. You can see what he can do, too. So, like, yep. I think if he went to the Celtics, like, obviously it would have made the Celtics a lot better. He would have played, I think he would have played better basketball, too. He, he played great basketball in New Orleans, but a lot of it was like, oh, he's hurt all the time. Oh, he can't carry, the. T- he can't carry teams. Like, that, those teams were fucking garbage.
0: Alvin Gentry.
2: Alvin Gentry. <laughs> Alvin Gentry was good in the, he was, he was decent in Phoenix, but I think that was just ride the D'Antoni wave, uh, with, with Nash and, uh. Amari, I think Grant Hill
0: was on the team too. So it's NBA draft night, and I have no idea who's going to get selected first. But I did see some shit about Lamelo Ball possibly going number one, and I just I can't—I so. can't see that happening, I don't think man.
2: So. I don't know why. I don't.
0: Here's why: because did you hear what Anthony Edwards said? What did he say? I told Ali this this morning too. He said, "I'm not sure if I love the game of basketball. It feels oh, like a." Jesus he fucking said, Christ. "He said I feel wow. like it feels like a job. Like don't in." Yeah. Uh, he said that he would rather play in the NFL because in the NFL you can do disrespectful things like spike the ball and dance, and in the NBA you just get fined. Did he really say disrespectful He's, things? Yes, he said.
2: Awful.
0: Isn't that crazy? Yeah, no, I wouldn't draft the guy number <laughs> one overall
2: with that sort of. She goes. That sounds like Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, that does sound like Kyrie. But the thing, well, I you know I also think Kyrie's exponentially more talented than Anthony Edwards is too. But like, if you're drafting a guy number one overall, you want that guy to be a franchise player. You want a guy to be a franchise player. You want him to have that work ethic that you see in a guy like Kobe, LeBron, Michael. You know, they're laser focused on basketball. That's their only thing, and that's their entire life for you know whatever 15 seasons or so. And so, yeah, no, I don't think you can draft somebody like that if number that's one. number one overall.
1: The Timberwolves And then he leaves the NBA. And like then he mother. just
2: leaves, yeah, he go, leaves to, Kobe a walk-on uh, with the Vikings or there, something. There's yeah.
0: only a couple real, like, players that have played multiple sports and been, like, sick at the one they chose. And usually they've chose football. Like, Kyler Murray could have played baseball. Yeah. Bo Jackson, he, he did well at both.
2: Kyler Murray is on pace for 48 total touchdowns right now. Fucking insane. Total, rushing and, and, and throwing, but it's a good thing he picked football. And it's funny because people thought his hands were too small and he was too short. Yep. And, you know, <laughs> He's and-
0: got tiny hands. You ever seen that episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia when uh, Charlie's uncle was his lawyer? And he's like, first of all, I do not have small hands. No. And he probably just prosthetic hands to the
3: courtroom.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I. Oh, I, you'd get you'd get a kick out of that, especially was, being a lawyer. I was
2: thinking of the Burger King commercial where he wants a the guy wants a Whopper. He's like, I want a Whopper, but I've got these tiny hands, and they have the sliders. So like, oh, yep. you can have a slider instead.
0: So that's with sliders. <laughs> that shit's genius. Damn. Yeah. So what I was gonna say though, because um, you, you're a football guy too, obviously. Um, well, you know what? You
2: know what's funny? I was just at Rose Alley, and I was, uh, it was Sam Smith's birthday, and so I was hanging out there. Happy birthday, Sam. Yeah, happy birthday, Sam. Happy Happy
0: birthday, Sam. So,
2: uh, we were talking (laughs) about the glass dividers at the bar now, and we were talking about just fucking leaving them there because I am tired of getting people coming up to me at the bar being like, Hey, you're a big dude. You know that? You're you're a big guy. Like, yeah, no, I'm 31. You're the first fucking person to tell me that in my entire life. And then it was always like, did you play football? Were you on the line? You know? I bet you were good. Did you play in college? Did you play in high school? Like, all those tired questions. Like, dude, you think you're the first person to ask me about this? And Do you think I actually enjoy talking about some fucking stranger about this shit? Damn. It's, yeah, it's it's annoying. But anyway, um, yeah, I am a football guy. <laughs> well... You you brought up the Come line, then You did. God
1: damn it, Ian. I no,
2: no, I no. wasn't saying no, it no, no, like No, no, that. no, 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 no. No, no. You're you're my friend, and we're we're here recording a show, and we're talking about sports. That's a different context than I'm a stranger at the bar, and someone thinks it's like okay to approach me and just be like, hey. You're a pretty big fucking guy, you know that? Like, yeah, I know that. You play
1: football. This is very,
2: like, this is very observable in public, <laughs> and I don't need you to fucking tell me this. But anyway, your
0: your football skills did come to fruition in real life one time though, and I saw it from my apartment building. Do you remember the night at Cultivator when you broke up a fight of eight? Oh. I was gonna bring that
1: up too. <laughs> so, dude, uh, that woke us up. It was yo, pretty- I heard a yeah. slam,
2: dude. So there were a Well, I think there were a bunch of people going at my friend. And I just, I just sort of tried to like get everybody away from him. And uh, I guess I did that effectively. You know, uh, that was pretty much it. It was very happened very fast. It was very aggressive. But I don't and I don't even remember why the whole thing happened. No one ever does. Like, why did you do this? You know, why did you fight so and so? I don't know. And, <laughs> you know. At the time, like when, when I was in college, like, you know, you get in a fight, and you're like, yeah, we had to. Like, they were doing this. And then you would think about it. Like, Damn. yeah, that could have been resolved with a handshake. But, yeah. Um, yeah. No, that, I, I do remember that. Yeah, I was just breaking up a fight. I wasn't in the fight. No. I didn't, yeah. I didn't fight people, but I was just keeping people away from my friend. And I think I was
0: doing that pretty effectively. I've never seen somebody break up a, ball, a brawl single-handedly, unless they deliver a knockout, <laughs> blow it, everybody's but... like, oh, shit, don't fuck with that guy. Yeah. This gentleman just... <laughs> Yeah. Get the fuck out
1: of here. Well, we heard, like, a huge crash, and then and then we woke up, and we were like, what the hell? We looked out the window, and we just see you between eight guys.
2: You know, I've done that before. One time I was at a barstool, uh, one of those stupid fucking... Poem, uh, Rough poem, and Rowdy? No, oh. no, no. This is years ago. One of those stupid fucking foam parties, and uh, I was with a bunch of my friends, and there was a huge fight outside, huge, like massive fight. At a phone party? Yeah, for so the whole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a brawl at the phone party. So, like, the entire crowd just shifted our way. And I told everybody, I was like, with like five or six friends, I was like, get behind me, get behind me. So they get behind me. I just sort of catch everybody and just throw the crowd back <laughs> the other way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was wild.
0: How do you act hard at a phone party? I, that's what I'm
2: saying. And, <laughs> hey, by the way, if – I don't think – I don't know if phone parties are still a thing I was anymore. Just ask. This was like – I was like 22 years old. I don't know if phone parties are a thing anymore. Don't ever go to a fucking phone party because this, those suds, they get in your eyes and you just you – can't, you can't get them out. Oh, shit. Oh,
3: no. Yeah, you can't that. get
2: them out. My friend actually – and at the time, I'm like – at the time, I'm like – don't be a pussy, like whatever, you're fine. But he ended up actually having to go to a hospital. Like he had some like serious sort of infections. Well, I feel like all of size. them probably have pink eye yeah. too. Yeah. They're just, like, running y- through the same yeah, foam. It's, it's gross. I wouldn't Herpes, recommend it. Pink eye.
0: Uh, fun fact I can't go to uh, foam parties even if I wanted to because I'm allergic to bubble baths. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. So I eliminated myself from What a, what a
2: sordid childhood you must have had. Oh it was it was awful. Everybody's talking about, like, the awesome bubble baths they had, and you're just like, yeah, no. I was allergic. I to was it. just in a regular bath. We used,
1: to, we used to dress up like Santa Claus in the bathtub. <laughs> no, yeah,
0: no, no you you could, none you of that. Foam <laughs>
1: you had no fun as a child. I had,
0: no, I didn't. All I did was watch sports. How
2: did you discover you were allergic to bubble baths? My
0: skin, like, exploded. Oh, yeah. Like, and I had to go to the hospital. Right. Yep. They thought I had chicken pox.
2: Oh, but, damn.
0: Yeah, but it was not. It was just, this, kid, this kid's fucked. Like... he just got a foam rash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus I know you've done uh, I know you've done destination uh football drafts.
2: Fair. Yeah, so so um that's fun. It was it was honestly it was it was the best. So we're in a fantasy football league. It's actually I was on the this is this is this is cool. I was on the radio on Saturday as I am every Saturday and I um and I my friend who was the league loser last year uh for because of COVID, we allowed him an extension on his punishment. Because we have a rule, like you come in last, you do a punishment, and if you do the punishment by before draft day, or you're gone, right? Oh and wow! So yeah, but this guy, in, in like especially like, you know, he, he was expecting, and it was in the midst of this pandemic, and he didn't even live in the country at the time. What did he have to do? Uh, you had to dance in the in a public. Inter- intersection right but like if you're in like a crowded street someone's walking by like during covid it just wasn't safe yep. so now that you know things have been eased a little bit we decided like hey you can definitely you know we had decided like hey you can definitely go out and dance at an intersection you should do it and so he went to um the corner of uh route six and fonts corner road and i was announcing that he was doing the break dancing on the radio and i had actually friends Record a video like he was one, one of my friends was recording a video while you could hear me talking on the radio about like the Georgia Senate race, you know, and him, him just doing the fucking robot. <laughs> and, and then I had a couple of people send me pictures of him dancing uh, on Fawn's Road. But yeah, uh, so don't come in last in your fantasy league. No. And uh, so I did we did do a destination draft. It was fun. I was with uh, my friend Walter got married in the Dominican
0: and oh and you guys just had a draft to go with we it.
2: all just happened to be there the whole league because it's tough because it's, especially because uh a few people in my league we're, we've all been best friends since high school but a few uh, a few people in my league live elsewhere you know yeah. like somebody lives in malaysia texas florida like Damn. a couple people in florida yeah so you know we have, people have gone other places um in the in the interim so but we um but we all happen to be there in the dominican republic for my friend's wedding so we were like we've got to do a destination draft and it was in. We were all happen to be in Punta Cana. So the morning of the wedding, the girls did their thing. You know, they've got to, you know, they got to get up at like whatever it is, like fucking four in the morning to do their hair. You know, the it's wedding true. party. Yeah, no, it is it's it's, terrible. It's, it's brutal. Yeah, and so we just we went to the lobby of the resort that we were in and just. Had a destination draft. It was it was it was pretty fun. My
0: my guy's still standing at the altar, and it's the fourteenth round. Like hold on, yeah, like no, hold on, hold on. Yeah, no, I I gotta draft a fucking kicker. Yeah,
2: (laughs) right. Yeah, no, Seattle defense. So, and actually, that year I almost came in last. I I I I was in the the last place punishment game, and the punishment was if you came in last, you had to dress as a clown and do a five k. Yeah, real bad. And so my friend who I was up against lived in Houston and, uh, I said, I like, I was like, I can't, I can't do it around here because like, I'm not, not like anything. Like I'm not like a big thing, but like people know who I am. And I had like a bit of a public profile because of the radio. And so I'm like, I can't have people seeing me dressed as a clown running around like the feast 5k so i, like, I can't do that you know right so you don't even i don't want
1: to run the feast 5k I, it's like over 90 degrees at 10 a.m on, in the middle and, of august and you
2: do i get turned in the you parade, have there's right? a
1: lunch beforehand oh so yeah you just, you so.
2: do, yeah you do you do like have some wine and shit before the feast parade is t- by the way, I didn't. I ended up winning, so I didn't have to fucking do it. Again, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and this year actually is the ESPN. Uh, we have to do an ESPN the Body shoot uh, and make it into a God. calendar that we distribute to the rest of the league. Yeah, don't don't come and last in your fancy league. What's yeah. your record
0: right now? Are you in
2: good five state? and five? All um, right, I'm on Me the. Too. I'm on like I'm on the edge right now. Like I, I if I you know this week's a good like if I win. I should be like relatively safe, but I'm not necessarily safe. There's a lot of teams that are five and five right now, so we're all sort of it's. There's a lot of anxiety in in the league right now. But yeah, the feast, the feast parade, the feast parades, actually kind of brutal because especially because if you're in the parade, usually you are on the feast committee. You're in the committee, right? Uh, well, I'm in the club. The oh, committee cool. had the, the. So there's a club. Like anybody that's been in the committee. Is part of the club, so they go to the general assembly meetings, vote on like the broader stuff. Okay. The committee is like the very like detailed day to day stuff, like who are we booking, and uh, you know what what does the shirt look like? Who booked Creed? Uh, was that, that was the last piece, right? Yep. Yeah, I don't know who was the chair. Uh, it was, that was the chair of the entertainment committee. I don't know who it was, but honestly, killed it. Killed it. He you did. Yeah. Was like, I was at the back like,
0: Hurr! But I'm just thinking, like, who at that meeting? Just like, I got an idea. Creed. Creed, yeah. Scott <laughs> Scott Stapp. But yeah. that was they,
2: that was one of the better acts I think I've seen there. I mean, we've had a lot of good acts there.
0: Uh, Badfish killed it on the Sunday. Yeah. After it rained last year. Last year. I was in the parking lot. I think. <laughs> I think. I was in the
2: parking lot for that one. So I was, yeah. Um, I don't remember Bad Fish. I remember Fuel a few years ago, probably that, like seven, eight years ago, That was actually. the first
0: one that I was, uh, eligible to drink at. Oh, no that shit. That was for the hundred year, yeah. That was the hundred
2: year? Yeah. So the hundred year, I think for me, was after the bar exam, and so...
1: That's woo! fucking awesome.
2: It it was, uh, so I missed the Thursday cause I just, I stayed up in, Bo- I stayed up in Boston after the bar exam and I went, I was like, I had friends that lived up there at the time and so I stayed up there I kept the hotel an extra night and then I remember waking up uh, after, cause the bar exam is really awful, it sucks and uh it like, is like, in- like it's a- anxiety, it's it
3: exhausting is, yeah,
2: it's exhausting, so you go out like, if you're going out after your party I remember oh, yeah. waking up, um I woke up on the bed, on the bed, like there I wasn't had I didn't have covers. Yep. Like I was on the bed, my hands were on the keyboard of my iPad, and then I, you know, you look up and it was like uh, late night pizza delivery in Boston. Like that was that was my that was <laughs> <laughs> that was my status, and then I parlayed that into the uh, into the feast weekend. Oh my god! And that was equally uh, as bad because you know we were at the, we were partying at the feast, and then uh, I remember waking up one of the days and like a, a bunch of my friends went. You, what did you do? Like, and it was basically just—I don't know—I was just being, I was being an asshole. What Nothing you, too serious, but
0: I was just being an asshole. What do you call, uh, Bud Blight with a shot of Madeira in it? What do you call it? I call it the Manny Madeiras. It's like an Arnold Palmer. There is a name for that. Is it a Madeira it's, bomb? Is it? I think it's a Madeira bomb. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called.
2: Allie.
1: New Bedford Sour.
2: <laughs> New Bedford Sour. <laughs> <laughs> sour. Oh,
0: this looks like a straight. That's actually lead,
2: though. pretty good. <laughs> I like New Bedford Sour. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. I think that's the I think that's the I'm pretty sure like colloquially it's called the Madeira bomb. But yeah. I like New Bedford Sour more, to be honest with you. I'm
0: trying to explain from somebody that's not from here, like that weekend, they just don't get it.
2: You well, can't
0: get it.
1: The thing that sold it to a lot of people at my work was always like Creed was there last year. And they were like, Creed? Yeah, it's like what like what? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh well, like celebrities go there. Like the girl from freaking uh, Orange is the New Black, she goes there. And, like, okay, so those people. that Ta-
2: Taylor Schilling though is, um, she's the star of Orange is the New Black. Uh, her father Bob Schilling is an attorney in New Bedford mm-hmm. and oh, works camp. in the district court. Yeah, I know Bob. He's a great guy. Um, and he's actually he's a listener at WBSM too. And he's a he's a guest on on McCarthy Show. Really, really cool, interesting guy. He he worked in Woodstock. He was at Woodstock. He was doing. He worked in radio. He was doing broadcasting there. Wow. So yeah, Taylor That's Schilling. Awesome. So yeah, so Taylor Schilling I, comes she's back to Bedford because her yeah, she's from the area and her her dad uh, her dad lives here.
0: You hear that? Even if you're from here, you can still make it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, where was I going to go with that? Shit. Uh, oh well, I guess. You know, since you went back to the radio, you got any funny radio stories for us? Yeah, I
2: do. This is um, this is how I got started, basically. I'll just because it's important. Yeah, give it background. It's, it's important for the context. WBSM is a local station, and uh, talk radio in general, is super conservative, and there's not a lot of left leaning or any like even really more centrist talk radio around. And so they, the program director. Um, Michael Rock, you know, you know from the Front 107 side, oh, yeah. he, um, you know, he had identified the the, the need for a uh, more left leaning um, sort of voice at the station. Word. And Chris McCarthy, who's the ten to noon host there, had had the same had the same feeling. So he had gone around and um, looked for some talent to get on the air. And he was talking to, or I met Chris through Hugh Dunn. Um, Legend. Was, yeah, Hugh done New Bedford City Councilor, uh, UMass Law, a UMass Law alumni, fellow alumni, at UMass Law. You went to college with Hugh? I went to I went to law school with him. Yeah, that's how you I, know Hugh from college. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So what? Well, okay, no. So I kind of know him from I kind of know him from law school because we went to UMass Law together. He was a year ahead of me, but I more like I more or less know him from Rosalie. Like yeah. it was like. I didn't talk to him a lot in law school, but i see him at Rosetta, like, oh, hey, you're Hugh Dunn, you're Marcus Farrow, and that's really how we became friends. Wow. Yeah, so... Um,
1: Skip the classroom, go to the bar.
2: Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. And, uh, yeah, back to and back to the earlier point, lawyers like to party. And so um, that's how we became friends. But Hugh Dunn, I met uh, Chris McCarthy through Hugh Dunn, and uh, Chris, you know, Chris had called me and said, hey, we need... Uh, we need a, 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 leftist, a liberal or whatever at the, at the station. I think you're a good candidate for that. Come in and, uh, come in for like a half hour and I'll interview you or whatever. And so I did, he liked it. So I started coming in for then an hour and then I started coming in for his full two hour show on Fridays. Yep. And w- what was like at first the reception from the audience, because they're generally used to hearing more conservative viewpoints right. was, was not great. And, uh. I got a lot of people calling in and saying, you know, uh, well, I, the first, after the first time, uh, I called in, someone called me a Cuban national and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. someone called me a Cuban national. And then, uh, after I wow. started, I started writing there, I started writing columns there and I, like, I made the mistake of reading comments and, uh, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I got, a fucking liberal windbag hack. Um, <laughs> idiot, uh, dumbass, you know all this stupid shit. Uh, I don't know why Marcus is there. I turn the, I like, I turn the dial whenever he's on. It's like you don't turn the fucking dial. What are you like, gonna put
0: problem... on? You name another AM station yeah, around yeah. here. Yeah, uh,
2: no, and you know what? When you're and when you're on, like you know, people, people, as much as they, it, it might anger them, they generally, they generally like to listen. Right. So, so you know, that was like. And I've sort of inoculated myself from that sort of like stuff because it's like, hey, you're putting your opinion out there, and when you put your opinion out there, especially when you have a broad audience, uh, there's, there's
1: always people against it.
2: Always someone who's going to take that the wrong way, and I've I've had. People who have come up to me in public places and had dis, you know disputes with me about it. Oh people, really? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Damn. And uh, it's, and you know people a lot, but for the most part, the reception has been pretty good. It, it was after a while. It took a while, but after a while, I opened a pretty good dialogue with the audience that like I've I've continued I've continued on on my show. So right. um, it's been it's been a good experience, and I've been also been able to offer an outlet for a lot of. Um, different voices that normally wouldn't be featured uh, with the other programs. And that's not to say that like, like Chris McCarthy will have, you know, he has Congressman Bill Keating on you know, just about every week. And he has, he had me on, he had me on forever. And I'm, I'm a fucking lefty Bernie bro, like you know, uh, you know, nationalize everything type of person. So he's, you know, they're, they, they they definitely have had those perspectives. But people, a lot of people that don't normally come on the station, will come on my show and offer offer a different perspective. Like, and I, like uh, next week I have the president of the New Bedford chapter, the NAACP, coming on.
0: Oh, uh, LaSalle? Yeah. yeah, I know yeah. him because uh, he was the I don't know if he still is, but at the time when I was the events director at UMass, he was the assistant director of the Unity House. Oh okay. so I did a lot of work with him. Seems like a cool guy. Only like you I got, talk- Oh, so you guys are gonna talk about the uh Vogue well, superintendent? I don't race? So
2: I don't know where we're gonna talk about the Vogue uh you're talking about the school committee thing or the Well
0: basically how there's like the superintendents are down to three people and I know the Standard Times had interviewed him about that. If you uh Check out that article. Actually, yeah, I'll have to check that
2: out. I'm not like I don't think I'm up on that, but I, I will check that out. Where I just told him like I wanted to talk, you know, I want to talk to him about uh, a great dude. Yeah, I want to just talk to him about like the work he's doing around here and what he likes to see going forward. Like what he'd like to see with the Biden administration going forward. That's fire. Um, I had Monica Cannon Grant on, who was a Black Lives Matter activist in Boston, um, founded a uh, Violence in Boston, which is like a, a non uh, nonprofit for people in the in the inner city. And she was talking, of, you know, basically she had this rally uh, on the, the day that Biden got elected. Basically, she had a, a rally that said, OK, this is good, but this isn't over. Like if we're being honest, but, Bi- you know, if we're being honest, Biden and Kamala Harris have overseen more mass incarceration than this administration has. And they have a chance to rectify that. And we have to make sure we have to move forward and make sure that that, you know, that they do that, that, that we keep the momentum from mm-hmm. the black lives matter movement from what's been galvanized after George Floyd going. Right. So I had her on in her perspective and it was really cool. Like she had a, she had a perspective that normally is an offer at the station and she had a really good story and she had uh, some really excellent points. So it was cool to have her on and, and have that conversation.
0: Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Do That's you, awesome. do you dislike when people try to come at you for your show when you're at a bar?
2: Would you, by come at me,
0: what do you mean? you think they're like, yo, bro, I was listening because you said that like people, when you first started. I've gotten
2: confronted by like, most of, overwhelmingly, like 99.9% of the, like the, the, like the one-to-one conversations I've had with people on my show have been, or my time on the radio have been positive. My favorite actually was when Neil McCarthy was playing at Cork. (laughs) Neil McCarthy is Chris McCarthy's brother. Oh, no way. Yeah, so.
1: I love Neil. Yeah, Neil's great.
2: <laughs> Neil's the man. And so I, I was, um, I, me and Hugh Dunn were just talking to one of uh, the customers there. Just happened to be talking to this guy sitting at the bar, and he knew Hugh Dunn, obviously, because he was a city council. Oh, yeah, you're He goes, I, liked, uh, I like uh, this. Talking and pointing to Neil, go, I like this guy. I like this guy. I really like his brother. I love his brother's show. He goes, and I love when they have the 610 liberal on that everybody yells at. And I'm like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Wow!" I'm like, that's me. I'm Marcus Farrow. He goes, oh, my God. I can even – I can hear your voice. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Let me get this guy a beer. We got a celebrity here. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. So that was – That was one of the first – because that was like – I think a few months into when I started and that was one of the first times I got like recognized publicly. And then I've had people like at a cookout approach me like, oh, it's my friend Marcus. He's a lawyer. It's like, oh, you've got to be Marcus, the lawyer that's on the radio. <laughs> you've got to be you Marcus, know? Like, <laughs> yeah. so it, it, it's So it's been cool. No, I love when people come to me and talk to me about my show and, and tell me what they like. And even the people when they, you know, have if they have an issue that they want to talk to me about, which like I said, very, very, very seldom, yeah. but it does happen. Right. Uh, I, I appreciate that, because my show is there to communicate with the with with the, the New Bedford and the South Coast about what's going on. Hell so. yeah.
1: I remember what I was going to ask him. What's up? You haven't oh, worked shit. in service ever, have no, you? No,
2: I have not. No. So oh,
1: he's shit. our first guest that is a downtown rat by choice. Yes.
2: Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so does working, I, I did work, I did, I did work the grill at McDonald's senior high school, but I was, I was honestly. It's
1: corporate.
0: Yeah, it's not, that. that's not, I don't and I know. And there's no alcohol count. there. I've told this story on here, but I tried to get a job at McDonald's, I had the interview and I didn't get the job. That's fucking
1: <laughs> really? hilarious.
2: Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> that's funny, yeah, because I, I, I went there and I, they're just like, oh yeah, hey, like I had a resume. And like, Are you sixteen?
1: Yeah. 16? Cool. yeah <laughs> Can you like, flip a that burger?
2: Exactly like, oh, cool! Nice fucking resume, dude. Like, yeah, you're you hired. Yeah. Oh,
0: so, oh, I actually got a, a question for him. Since you worked at McDonald's, what time do they tell you to tell people that the ice cream machine's broken?
2: No, I don't know. I because I, I didn't do the customer thing. I was oh, I was in the back. I was in the back. Actually, my boss was Megzi. Oh, that's
1: That's hilarious. (laughs) She
2: was my boss. I've known Megzy for a long time because she was my neighbor, but she was my boss back then.
0: That's how I met Megzy was when she was working at McDonald's. Carl and I would ride our bikes there in, like, fucking late middle school.
1: Was that in in Fairhaven? Yep. That's so funny.
0: So, circling back to Alex's question, yeah, I'm a downtown rat by
2: choice, like, and it's, it was, like, when things were going on, you know, before all this shit happened, when things were going on, it was always, like, you know, like, I'd go to, I'd just start my night by going to... Or Rosalie, cultivate or whatever, mm-hmm. and people would be like, "Oh, you're you just go by yourself?" Like, no, I don't go by myself because you'll be there, or oh, yeah, you, I you love know, it. Right
0: else, to so many people.
2: Yeah, someone someone will be there that I know, or someone will be working that I know, and they're my friends. So yeah. I'm never gonna go out there by myself.
1: Oh yeah! Right, right before this, right before this happened, I was going out by myself like all the time because Ian broke his leg. So I was literally just like, right. hey. "She's
0: like, get me the fuck out of this house!" No. <laughs> this
1: ass.
2: Yeah, tired of him fucking sulking and playing 2K. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
0: putting well, up yeah. numbers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet.
1: But yeah, I just like I realized that the reason that I became a de- like I didn't, I never came to this area. I was working at Phase for like years and years and years, and then. When I started working at Cork, I was like, what is this place? Yeah. And you just get trapped here. It and, is a trap. And you want to leave at like, like sometimes Ariel will text me and be like, hey, or, or I'll text her and be like, hey, I have a question. And she's like, oh, come downstairs. I'm like, I'm not coming downstairs. Yeah, no. I know well, what you're I'm trying to do. i getting trapped. Yeah.
2: You come downstairs and Ariel's at the bar, then then there's a salsa shot too, you yeah. know? And then it's just, it's all <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill from there.
1: And then there's a bottomless glass of wine that yes. <laughs> that just keeps filling itself. You're not a big beer drinker, are you?
2: No, I don't drink beer at all. Actually, so I like i went gluten free for a bit. And I'm going back on it now because it actually made me feel better. But I went gluten free. Oh damn! Uh, and then I like I started to dabble in some gluten yeah, after dabble. Yeah. dabble in some gluten. But I I, I was at Bad Martha with uh, with with Jay, and and he he got me like one of those big mason jars. Of- I fucking love that place. Yeah, I don't. So, <laughs>
1: I mean, why would you go to a brewery yeah. if you don't drink? Yeah,
2: so well, I was trying to like I was trying to re-enter myself into like the the beer world, and because I did like I, I enjoyed it, I did the summit every year, but uh, I tried this whatever the hell he gave me. It was some fucking IPA, and I just I didn't like it. And then I tried uh, drinking something lighter at taste the south coast oh, yeah. and I just I just didn't enjoy it so now it's just like I don't I don't I just don't enjoy it so I don't drink it anymore. I was gonna uh, say
0: that uh, cause you're a big play guy they man. got uh, they got a malasada <laughs> beer I saw that from so, Newport Vineyards when or Newport. I saw
2: the can I'm like I thought that was like a gag I, right? thought, it was, yeah, I thought it was
0: a I, meme yeah I thought it was like oh that, that'd be wouldn't that be cool but, no one yeah. even
1: knows what a malasada is besides
0: but they're a local brewery so has local flavor what was the
2: what was the
1: brewery
0: Newport Storm, Newport. Oh, that makes yeah. sense.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. I just, uh, just I will never drink it though.
0: <laughs> I definitely want to try that shit, man. Oh.
1: It's funny because we've probably eaten more malasadas in our life. Yeah, and like
2: yeah, than you have between us, you. us. I mean, yeah, just on like and volume. we are, we
1: are not we about are not the at, malasada beer.
2: No, at all. not at all. Damn. No, I don't fuck with the Melisada stout or whatever <sighs> it is. Is it a stout?
1: Yeah, it's a stout. Yeah, yeah it
2: has to be a stout.
1: IPA Melisada IPA. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure it's good,
2: and I don't want to dissuade anybody from uh from from drinking it, but
0: uh I will be trying it.
2: Yeah, Ian Power will be Ooh, trying. Would it be like
1: a bucket of sugar, basically?
2: That's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, it'd have to be. It's gonna <laughs> be one of those things you can drink like one. One of, and then you're like, oh, like it's like you just you can drink it with a fork my head
0: is killing me yeah
2: although enough of these and you know it doesn't really matter right you're a
0: Fairhaven resident right lifelong and I'm actually an elected official in Fairhaven so I will actually be a Fairhaven resident in February um I'm I'm gonna make an announcement to the show uh Allie and I are no longer gonna be downtown rats because I actually purchased a home in Fairhaven oh shit yep (laughs) awesome yeah. that was a high five um that, awesome that's cool where, uh, marcus
1: just slapped the oh, shit
2: out of me. i'll ask you where when the when we're off, when we're off but that's that's great you well you're from
0: fair haven yeah so i grew up down the neck i'm not gonna be down the neck i'm gonna be in a different part of town we're gonna be
1: close mm-hmm. closer to here yeah than the neck so, so. you know we're still downtown rats forever
0: but. ultimately i will still be hanging yeah, out I mean, here I'm because the, the bar sc- the bar scene in fair haven what am i gonna hang out at ice house eh.
2: I mean, you could hang out at Ice I House. Could. I, I like I like Ice House, but, you know, I, I prefer to be... Uh, here. I prefer to be here. Yeah, I exactly. prefer to be here. This is where the homies are. And, like, honestly, you know, when I was talking to to, to Jay, who, who, you know, owns most of these places, and he was saying to me not too long ago, before everything, was saying, like, I've been down here for ten years, and the crew down here now, you know, is a fucking crew. Like, yeah. you guys are all... Like, you guys all hang out, you got each other's backs, like, you're all fucking boys, like, the crew down here is a fucking crew, and it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it's a great community, I'll, you know, I'll never leave it.
1: I've, it's it's funny, too, when, when I, I never thought I would be, like, the dive bar person, but every time we're down here, and none of these places are really, like, dive bars or whatever, no, but there's so many locals that it feels like a dive bar, so when we're, like, 20 deep, and we all know each other, and then, like, strangers walk in, we're, like... Who the uh, fuck is that? And they're like, hey, we're from Poison. We just came to visit the area because yeah. we love it. And we're like, we just left the Whaling Museum. I'm wearing a yeah, sticker. Go, go back Go
2: back to the seahorse.
0: Um, <laughs> nothing says Taurus like a Whaling Museum sticker. Whenever they used to walk into the Russian, I'd be like, here we fucking go. <laughs> yeah. Or when uh, I heard
1: you have um, scallops here. Yeah. Are you a fisherman?
0: <laughs> Yo, you know what was the worst when I was? Yeah, right.
1: Are you Portuguese? Are
2: you, a yeah. you just <laughs> emerged from the water.
0: Are you a fish person? Shh. (laughs) pretty much right when i used to cook at rose alley people would pull up and be like hey we gotta we're gonna get on the ferry in 20 minutes can we get eight well-done hamburgers to go
2: right i'm like you fucking (sighs) try yeah um wait what were we talking about i i I, we were talking about I, i said fish people and we were talking about tourists.
0: I was talking about the whale museum, stickers, dive, dive, bars. dive bars, moving to Fairhaven—all in the last four minutes. All in the
2: last four <laughs> minutes, yeah. And well, so to Allie's point, it's like you know we've got a community here, and a lot everybody knows each other, um, for better or for worse. Yeah. Hey, I, uh,
0: I won't go into detail for the listeners, but man, the Mill nights with the Black Kennedys—you want to talk about an era? Let's not go into details. <laughs>
1: He's a public figure. We cannot.
0: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying, man, if you're like, yo, I want the Black Kennedys to come back on a freaking like reunion tour or something. No, I just want them to go back to the.
2: I just want to go back to studio. Go back there. Bro.
0: I remember jamming.
2: At, it was like you, me, JoJo, Christian, all of them. We we're jamming like Schoolboy Q and and
0: and uh... And Blank like, Face will forever just sit with me as like yeah. a legendary album, man. So
2: good. We were jam- uh, John John Meir. I remember jamming to. Oh yeah,
0: that song's a banger. It was
2: awesome. That was those are good times for sure.
0: I've yeah. asked a lot of downtown rats this question: What's something that you missed that you want to bring back? Besides like COVID aside, like what's something that's not available downtown that you wish you could bring back for a night?
1: Mm. Like a bar,
0: oh, a place. Yeah, I know
2: college nights <laughs> at nine oh eight.
3: Oh my <laughs> god! Bam! <laughs> <laughs>
2: College nights at 9.08 all fucking day.
0: $2 high-lifes,
2: $1 kamikaze
0: shots. Oh, and when you're like... Damn, that's fucked up. (laughs) "Mm -hmm."
2: Oh, it was awesome. And when you're, you know, when you're in college... You have no money. You have no money. And, like, everybody there is just partying. Like, you're there... You're not like oh I'm just gonna go to nine oh eight for a drink you know I'm just gonna go to nine oh eight and have an old fashioned you're there you, you're fucking party you got a plastic cup like you're yep. just you're going for it I would bring that back uh, the especially the Halloween party the Halloween party at nine oh eight was fucking insane we used to go every year it was so fun it was packed and
0: like it was just wild you know it was. Who was it talking about how the uh, Dante Dante was actually talking about the Halloween party how it was rigged?
2: I re- I remember I remember him. Uh, I listened to that one. That was fucking hilarious. Um, I remember him talking about uh, the the Halloween party. I I had some like more to add to it, whatever he said, but I, I can't remember uh, what exactly it was. But yeah, it was the costume contests, He said that were uh, yep. that were rigged. It was like. I don't know. They used to have wet T-shirt contests too. That was like spring break, man. <laughs> shit. No, no, nah, dude. No, nah, dude. It was fucking January. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> no, they would have. They would have. Uh, Hard nipples. Nine oh eight. Nine oh eight. Uh, wet T-shirt contest <laughs> at uh at nine oh eight. Like periodically, you know, like wet we, T-shirt contest, New Bedford style. <laughs> Oof. Mm hmm. Oh, I God. don't even know. I can't even remember how they got them wet. I don't know if they like. I didn't know if they. Had, Hoses. The buckets. soda gun? Maybe the <laughs> soda gun. Or maybe, it, was it wet t-shirt? No, it was definitely wet t-shirt. It was definitely a wet t-shirt contest. And, uh, That's the
0: first I've ever heard of this.
2: Yeah, no, it happened. It happened a few times. It was awesome. It was cool.
0: Bring back the 908 wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> for one night. 2021. For one, one night. night, just bring it back, please.
1: I just miss, like when you say it was packed, I just miss.
0: That statement?
1: Yeah. Places yeah. that are packed. But the thing is I don't wanna go now. Like I don't wanna go right like I'll like so, I'll go when I have a vaccine or whatever and I'm fine, like w- after all the trials and everything, like so in I'll, a long I'll, time. I'll,
2: but... I'll 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 level with you guys about one thing. When I when I when before all this shit happened and uh we were just at we were downtown fucking party everybody's partying, everybody's having a good time I'm like we're all like, you know, we're, we're all having a good time. We're all young. We're all mm-hmm. having a lot of fun. I'm like, at some point, this is this is going to, this is gonna stop. Yeah. We're just gonna stop doing this. I wonder when and I wonder how. Yep. And then, bam.
3: Not-
2: what the <laughs> yeah. fuck, this Marcus? Is how. This is yeah. How. Because I'm thinking
0: about how last year for Thanksgiving weekend I had four gigs and I have just a fumbled bag this year. Like. Oh yeah. Like I did Cork Thanksgiving Eve last year and I'm like, what am I promoting? Like nothing. Yeah, just, no. just this podcast now. No,
2: what's Thanksgiving Eve gonna be this year? Like, all, oh, like I'm oh, thinking let's of, like
0: some, you
1: know, let's drink cocktail. at my apartment. We're, we're getting
0: Chinese takeout.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. That's great.
0: Can I get yeah. a Can I get a scorpion bowl to go? Is that a, that, is that a thing? People it's do gotta that? be cocktails to go are that's legal? That's true. You
2: can do that now.
0: I hope Charlie Baker doesn't pull that back once uh, things are open again. I think
2: the f- uh, couple of things that are gonna stay is that are good at yeah. least are. Um, you're gonna. Everybody's gonna have outdoor dining, yep. and everybody's gonna have like cocktails to go. I think that's. I know. I think
1: thing. of how much extra seating people have now. Yeah. Like, yeah. That that they were just like, oh no, we won't do outdoor seating because it's too much of a hassle, and then they had to do outdoor seating, and now they see like it's oh, well, it's like you. that. It's
2: like that for everything, right? Like, oh, you have to come in for work, and it turns out like. A lot of people can just work from home, you know. Mm-hmm. Like now, it's like, are you gonna get me back in there? Because uh, like, I, I get like productivity might be a little different depending on your job if you're working home or remote. I kind
0: of suck at working at home, so I like the office. Yeah,
1: that's the difference. Like, I work really well at home because I'm working. Like, it, it takes me an hour to get to Fal- like 45 minutes to get to Falmouth. If I work seven to six here, like I usually work past five because I have like stuff to do or whatever. Right. But if I throw my laundry in. Get that done while I'm working and then like do something else, put something in the oven, work. Like it's so much, I I have such like a better mental mind, like, and I can focus more on my work because I know that that stuff is taken care of. You don't
2: have to think about just like getting there, getting back and especially in the summer, right? Like Mm -hmm. I imagine that's tough.
1: It's Cape not traffic. it's not that bad in the summer because I get there before the tourists are even coming in oh, okay. and then when I'm leaving usually on like a Friday night everyone's coming in from like Boston wherever they because it's their summer home basically right. so they only come down for the weekends yeah Yo,
0: have you ever gone to see Plunkett down the Cape Jim Plunkett at, Jim, the, improper Bos- the, at the improper at the improper Bostonian the quarterback in Dennisport no he's a guitar player I was thinking
2: it not Jim Plunkett a quarterback? That sounds about
0: right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, maybe I, have. maybe I, I definitely guys.
2: haven't seen Jim Plunkett. Uh, this guy at, would get at, so turned.
0: Yo, when he would perform, he'd get so turned. Like he'd be like, "What's this song?" And he'd be like, "We're not gonna take it." And then somebody would just say, it, and then he would fucking fire a Bud Light at him, bro. Like, <laughs> no shit. He had like a no. whole thirty rack up there. Jeez, and He would just fucking no. sh- dude. It was it's the sickest. Well, bar. Listen, I go to the Cape every year,
2: and I go to like I go hang out at, at, like on the beach. I go read. I hang it like I just relax. I barely even drink. I don't go to get a fucking beer thrown at me. Heads <laughs> up, hey, that's up. yeah. Um, no, I, I and yeah, I agree with like I. I did. A, I, we're doing virtual court, uh, mm-hmm. like Zoom. That must be wild. It's it's better than well, if you have like a real thing, like if you have, if you have a, a trial or a motion, yeah. You have, and I, I've actually, I'm a, I'm phasing out of my practice. I got a, I got a new, I got a new job, so. I'm not doing this at as, as in, I'm not really doing this anymore. For real? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. So What are you um, doing? Yeah, special. Craft, but, but anyway, Zoom court but before I get to that, Zoom court is um, Zoom court is is better because like otherwise you're just sitting in court. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I don't I don't think clients during like pre-trial uh, conferences and like preliminary stuff They don't necessarily need to be there unless you're playing a case out. And it only serves to jam them up because when you have people there, you, like, they have to usually get a babysitter. They have to take work off. They have to, like, it just – and sometimes they can't. And then you have to ask the judge for uh, continuance. They might not necessarily give it to you. So, like, I feel like we could just go there, represent them without them being there or just be there virtually. You know, has Discovery come in? Have they mailed it to us? Yes or no? Like I think that's actually a better way of doing things than having everybody packed into that courthouse, um, and you know just basically defaulting people because they can't show up.
0: Do the judges wear robes remotely?
2: Yeah, because they're yeah. there. Okay. Oh yeah, they're oh, in I there. I'm always sure
0: if they're like they're wearing making people. decisions from the bedroom or something. Yeah, no, they're they,
2: <laughs> no, they're in the yeah, no, they're not like. Yeah, they're not in, like, their bathrobe, right? Like, like, oh, yeah, no, uh, uh, default, uh, go arrest them, you know? No, they're there. They're, they're making decisions. They're in the court. They're in the courthouse. Oh, sure. uh, and it must be difficult <laughs> to run all that stuff, so I give them a lot of credit. But, yeah, so, yeah, I did um, – I am actually phasing out of uh, my – I'm not in private practice anymore. Uh, it was – you know, I've been a lawyer for six years. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've gotten a lot of transferable skills uh, from that, like the skills that you get from from being a lawyer and being in court are very transferable to a lot of things. Yeah. And I recently um, got an opportunity to work at uh, at this uh, NGO called uh, Shriver Clinical Services, and so um, I just like recently accepted an offer there to go work there. They're basically um, they run uh, programs for people with special needs, and so nice, I'm a sibling man. of someone uh, with yep. uh, ASD, so. Uh, it is something that I've always been acclimated to. And in fact, when I got out of law school, a lot of what I wanted to do was, uh, like disability law, you know, like, um, special education, mm. things like that. I actually worked at a social security disability firm in Providence before, wa- while I was in law school, before I got my degree and my license. And it would just turned out, it was a little too niche for, to really break into and, You know, you're able to, I was able to get on the the bar advocate list and and get clients and that was a great experience and it was something I I still care deeply about because I care deeply about criminal justice reform and I care deeply about trying to help people who are downtrodden, especially in that situation. Like you see sort of like the, just like the comprehensive failures of our system to just address the needs or like, just, just like not just fuck over our most vulnerable population. Mm -hmm. It's something that I obviously want to continue to work on to, to address.
0: That's so real. man. But
2: I, I just got a, I got this new opportunity. So I'm going to try it out. You know, the lawyer stuff is cool. I can go back to it. Uh, if this isn't something that I want to pursue, but, um, I got a new opportunity, so I'm going to try it out. And the, you know, the person that, uh, took me on is, um, she's great. And, um, she, Thinks that I'm a good fit there, and so I'm I'm gonna try it. That's great. Yeah,
0: oh, I'm you excited. You hear that, downtime rats? If you fuck up, Marcus ain't gonna bail you out no more. I'm not gonna bail
2: you out. Yeah. <laughs> so don't fuck up so anymore. Stop and stop asking me bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> stop asking me your dumb shit. No, I'm just kidding. You know, people want to come to me about like, hey, I've got this issue, I got that issue. I've got a lot of attorneys. Like, I've got a big network of attorneys that I can refer you to. I just referred somebody today. Plug. So, yeah plug for anyone you know like if you want to call me you can but i'm just i'm not doing that shit anymore i'm just not doing it so yeah that's how i feel
1: with tutoring i keep getting messages to like tutor people's kids and i'm just like nope, sorry no i can't sorry i'm not unemployed anymore i I can't can't do it anymore anymore." yeah
0: yeah jesus christ Oh, well, the NBA draft just started. Who's going first? Stop. Going We're, first? Not no, We're not doing this on... We're not doing this for, like, 10 hours. I think... I don't think Wiseman. I think Wiseman should be. Wiseman is the best player first. in the draft. You know why he won't? Because Cat Towns is there.
2: Yeah. What are they going to do? The, the, the NBA is not like that anymore. It's not like, like Duncan and Robinson, you know, type of shit.
0: How many number one picks has Minnesota had? Did they draft Anthony Bennett? Or did he get drafted no, by the they Cavs? Draft, no,
2: they they technically drafted Wiggins because... Wiggins. Well, they the, traded oh, yeah. they traded Wiggins for Kevin Love. That's so right. So they technically drafted Wiggins. I remember when they had a... Would they have the fifth and the, si- no, the sixth? No, they traded
0: Kevin Love for Wiggins, They actually. traded
2: Kevin yeah. Love for the rights to, basically yeah. the rights to Wiggins. And um, you had the fifth and the sixth pick, I remember, one year. And they drafted Ricky Rubio and... Uh, Johnny, what's his name? Cash. Johnny Flynn. Johnny Flynn. Dude, that guy was neither, like neither of whom, neither of those players mm-hmm. are Steph Curry, <laughs> who ended up going, like, I think after.
0: <laughs> so, I think neither enough. of
2: those players is Steph
0: Curry. Dude, Ricky Rubio is still in the NBA. He got traded again.
2: He got traded again. He was actually pretty good last year. Yeah. And I think Chris Paul is going to turn that team into a contender because... Chris Paul, people like, oh, he's $40 million is so much. Chris Paul, for one thing, is arguably a top five all time point guard. And <laughs> arguably, arguably. Right. Just on talent yeah. alone. Obviously, he hasn't won a championship. He's come close to getting to the championship, but got hurt.
0: But Dude, he always gets hurt in the playoffs. He postseason.
2: always gets hurt. So if it wasn't for injuries, you know, I, I, you know it might be a different conversation. But talent-wise, uh, arguably top-five point guard. Think about what he did in New Orleans when he turned that team uh, into a contender. The Clippers, he turned them into a contender. Yeah. And and uh, Oklahoma City was not sup- supposed to make the playoffs this year. No. And they, they were a sixth seed. And honestly, they were very, very close to making the semifinals. They almost beat the team that, that, that traded him. Yeah. So I think he's you know he, he makes everybody
0: around him better. But tell me about – because you've seen Kobe Bryant play in real life. Yeah, twice. What, what was that like, man? The first time was cool. The first time was, uh, 2000, I want to say
2: 2011, maybe 2012. The the Lakers were still contenders and Gasol and Bynum were still there. And, uh, he, uh, I remember he had like 20, it was like a Kobe game, like 27, five and five, right? Like just a standard Kobe game. The first game of the the first play of the of the the game, he throws an alley to to Gasol. They end up winning in overtime. It was a lot of fun. It was like he did well. Like he did Kobe shit. You know, he hit the fadeaways. He had the dunks. You know. Um, The second time I saw him, so I saw him twice, was his last game in Boston.
0: Oh man, I wanted to go to that, but I couldn't afford it. Me and
2: my friend paid 350 bucks each for our tickets, which were decent tickets. It was worth every. Most I paid for a sporting event, worth every penny. Um, you know, he was, I think he had like 17 points, but he was really like, it was cool. People were like, sort of like just booing him when he had the other ball, like, it was like ceremoniously was funny, and yeah. then like kind of cheering too. And like, there was a lot of, like you could tell just, even though there was a lot of like years of animosity, there was a lot of respect. And I, he actually, I remember hit a dagger, yeah. um, he had a dagger like deep from three when, uh, towards the end of the game, it was, like, his final, like, his last, like, fuck you to, yeah. to the to the Celtics, <laughs> to basically. You. And, uh, it was an incredible, ex- like, and people, people, like, and then, like, everybody, you could, like, everybody waited, because he went to go shake hands with the players after the game. Mm. Everybody waited for him to, like, acknowledge the crowds, and he just came out and waved and bowed, and th- thank you very much, but incredible experience, like, best sporting, like, and I've been to a few really good sporting, like, I saw one, I saw Michael Jordan play in the Garden, I saw, you Damn. know, Allen Iverson play the playoff games, I saw Allen Iverson play in the first round that year that the Celtics made it to the finals against the, uh, Eastern Conference finals against the Nets.
0: I saw Allen Iverson play. Yeah. Fire. Sick, dude, he was
2: awesome. Um, So, but that was the best experience I think I've had, so it was really cool.
0: If you could get drunk with any NBA player past or present, who would it be?
2: Jordan, right? Jordan was partying. Yeah, true. He was fucking, because like, Kobe didn't party. I don't know if LeBron, like, I don't, like, Kobe. You you gotta go sip some vino with LeBron? Yeah, (laughs) like, but Michael Jordan was, like, toking cigars and drinking beers before playoff games. Playing piano. Yeah, yeah, playing piano after. I think it has to, I think it has to be Jordan. I, I, I don't. I don't know who else. Who's maybe
1: you? maybe maybe Shaq. Shaq would be fun, but Oh yeah, Shaq, but I feel like you can party with Shaq like Yeah, part, like party
2: <laughs> you just hang out with Shaq. I feel like you're partying with Shaq. Yeah. You know,
1: like I think
2: Jordan would be the guy that I'd pick. What about you?
1: I have mine.
0: I would say I would say Iverson because we'd end up at like the sketchiest package store and then we'd end up like, <laughs> like taking we take yeah. two nips in the car and then end up <laughs> at like a crazy ass club after wearing yeah. some baggy ass clothes and I'd be like, yeah what up what's that? Um,
1: i would say dennis rodman because oh, shit. that would
2: be never like mind. seven dennis weeks rodman. <laughs> why did i forget about dennis rodman Damn. the guy who never like, forget the guy who just like asked phil jackson for like a weekend pass to go to vegas mm-hmm. by the way that was like my favorite part of the documentary
1: i didn't Me really too. like it i would come back you with really rainbow like hair, hair.
0: Nah. we looked forward to watching it every week i enjoyed it because there was there was like sports were so dead at that time that yeah. that was the only kind of sports content that was new. Well,
2: it was good in that respect, and I was definitely excited about it airing. But I just felt like it was a hagiography. It was like, a, yeah, you know, like oh, remember this, like, and remember that. I freaking love Dennis
1: Rodman. <laughs> Dennis
2: Rodman was the best part of the whole the whole series. Like when he's just like basically, he goes to Phil Jackson. They're like playing for a championship. And he's like i got to go to Vegas <laughs> three or Man, four days. Man, I, I, I need <laughs> to. Then Michael Jordan flew there to get him. Karma Lecture, like the story about her like hiding in like in the bathroom or whatever from Jordan because, and, and Jordan was like, I don't want to tell you what I saw when I walked in that hotel room. Like, I don't want to tell you what was on that bed. And uh, yeah, that, Dennis Rodman was definitely the best answer. <laughs> Dennis Rodman's <laughs>
0: documentary by himself is crazy. Yeah. So he like was like 19, no, no, he was like, in his early 20s when he was in college and he like befriended like a 13 year old kid that he mentored at camp right and they both felt like the outcast because the the kid like accidentally shot his best friend and died and Dennis Rodman like managed to relate to the dude like feeling like an outsider right and I'm like dude like Dennis Rodman was the fucking coolest dude you know what was funny too is that his
2: dad had like fuck, like 30 kids or some crazy shit like that and his name was literally Philander I always thought that was cool because that means to like Flander means to fuck around, no <laughs> and his name way. was Flander, and he had like yeah, what a, a ton of kids with like different with different women, and uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty. It was I thought that was pretty
0: funny, pretty cool Ooh. coincidence. Oh so. my god, do we have so we're an hour in? Do we have any epic stories worth being podcast note worthy? Like what? Fucking a. What's uh? Let's see. If we're thinking like downtown bar story, tell me the craziest thing that you ever saw at the garden.
2: The Craziest thing I ever saw at the garden. That's I, I think feel
1: th- like it is. Do you go to the garden I, a lot? I went to the
2: garden and Ariel was there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I went there when she was there. I didn't go there much other than that. Ariel's ha- has some very crazy stories. You know, about we people, like,
0: defecating on the floor and shit like that. We need to... <laughs> we
1: need have her on.
0: <laughs> we, we, yeah. that's, that's the content yeah, that people need. I,
2: I bet if you got Arielle on here and you were like, hey, just... We're only talking about the garden. We're only talking about stories at the garden. I bet she could give you...
1: Like, three hours. I
2: bet she could give you a <laughs> lot of content. You could release it, like, piecemeal. Like the Arielle, Garden Part 2? Gar- yeah, The Garden Chronicles Part 1, The Garden Chronicles Part 2... Um, you know, do I have like crazy stories downtown? Like I, I don't, I, one comes to mind, but I, I, I don't think I can say it in a, <laughs> in like a broadcasted thing. All right. But, like I just, you know, we've all gone out and had a lot of fun.
0: Yes. I would say.
2: Agreed. Actually.
1: As long as you don't say anyone's names or locations, I think we'll Was that a. A bar <laughs> with a person i can't i can't i can't do it i can't do it it's, okay. it's
2: all good
0: i can't do so, it sorry no you're all good i hope i hope the other content was good though no we're no, good was great we're good. Oh, good um so you can catch marcus every saturday one to from four one to four on wbsm and it actually if you go to wbsm.com
2: like a lot of my interviews will be up there on my page like you'll find me on the page like i'm on one of the like I'm featured a, i'm on the front i'm on the front of the website all right wow. so, but i will say this one thing when i started there i started writing there i wasn't on the front of the website because i wasn't a host i wasn't one of the, like the on-air posts or whatever so it wasn't there so i'm like how can people find my stuff you know and yep. I'd, I'd post it but like you know th- there were people that found, found myself and liked it but now i'm on the front of the page so you go to wbsm.com you'll find me there and you can find a lot of the interviews i do too so if you're not able to catch it on air you can and and you ca- call in too call into my show if you want to like Talk about what, like talk about literally anything. I've had people t- on talk about sports. It's mostly politics, but you know. I need a call. You should call in. I think you should call in. I might do a sports thing next uh, this Saturday, actually. So. Oh hell yeah! But if you want to call and talk about anything, just call and talk about anything. I had somebody call in and ask me if we could do a 1-800 number, and I'm like, I literally have no control or interest in whatever. <laughs> like, what I is, I like a- can you do a 1-800 number? I'm like. And this guy calls in. I, I like him. I'm like, I, I don't, like, I don't know what you want me to do about this. I'm sorry. Can you
0: change your number? Can you
2: change your phone number? Like, no. I, like, I'm very clearly not. Like, very clearly above my pay grade. So, but um, call in, talk about whatever. Like, it's a good. I, I, th- I like to think I put on a good show. I have a good conversation with people, and um, it's fun. So yeah.
0: Hell yeah, dude. That's been the worst part about getting a job. It's taken away from my time to be able to harass Felger and Maz about the Celtics.
2: Oh yeah, you're like a caller, so like I get people like that are callers. Like there are people that call during the week, and there are people that call on my show, and, and like they're like callers, and yeah. I like them, and they're awesome. They, they provide a lot of awesome content for for the radio. That's you now. You're just you're a caller. You're I'm a you're colleague. you're a caller broadcaster. Eventually, caller broadcaster. Eventually,
0: I'll I'll start talking. I might do a sports podcast because I think I have to. I just want to talk about them too much. I think I have to. Yeah. I Do think it. I will. Do I'm, it. I'm gonna. I'll come on that one. I'll, I'll have an alter ego. I'm gonna be uh, Gene Clutch instead of Clutch. <laughs> Gene, Gene Clutch. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like okay. that. I actually like that. Work. Yeah.
0: So, um, every week, you know, we got a banger for the people. Uh, you know, he's a household name. What can I say? The man puts out good music. This is Jesse the Tree. He just dropped a four-track EP produced by the by, ugh, produced by the homie Tetcon. It's uh, called Big Mav Dog, and this is the first track off the album. It's called Shelter, and the very first line, he makes a Elijah Wan reference, so, you know, had the feature, Great you know? Reference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Elijah <laughs> Wan in his prime. You already know. So, Jesse the Tree, Shelter, I'm I Power.
1: I'm Ali No Boat. That's Marcus I am Farrow.
0: Marcus
2: Farrow. We're out of <laughs> here. I'm sorry. I thought you were today. Oh,
0: no. We're good. <laughs> did, I, did I step on your toes there?
1: Nope. You're good. No, no, all right. Cool. No. We're all supposed to do our <laughs> own out of here. thing. Hey,
0: no show next week. It's Thanksgiving eat a lot of stuff.
1: Love you guys. Peace. Later.
3: Yeah.
0: Elijah won in his prime rhymes. I've been nice and slime time live. Slice up tough guys like Eli Pot. I make them wish that they could rewind
3: time. Like 95 when threes are fine, all right. Shit, I might take flight and carve initials on the North Star. A better yet a greedy politician, sports car. It's dark. I haven't seen a lot of light in this tunnel. Drinking wine through a funnel. My demons smile, I'm too tired to rebuttal. I'm not wired with the right brain muscle. All this type A hustle. If I don't bite, it doesn't mean that I trust you. Uh, many things that I must do with so little time. For now, I'm trying to sort it out in these lines. I will pull the sword out when it's time. The lifestyles of the poor and the fly, sipping 40s on the porch in July. Fortunately, we spark lemony snicket, melody crickets, metal finger to distant critics. I'm the guy who can get it for you. Cigarettes, a bag of reefer, if that's your thing. A bottle of brandy to celebrate your kid's high school graduation. Damn near anything in reason. Grown man, got the whole band in my minivan, devising devilish plans over several grams. I do it for the love and all, seven of my fans. But damn, it will be tight to get some cheddar in my pants. Ain't no federal grants, a medicine man. To supply a beggar shepherd, bloody letters in hand. But to keep it a buck the world is evil as fuck. Basil's bought a bungalow when a child slept in the mud. Mostly kept it a hush, but I tussle with the privilege. The quieter I am, the more I lean into indifference. So I pen out these pent-up thoughts. My toes tend down till I'm deep six feet. Greet the reaper with my bee-stained teeth. Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. No good thing ever dies. Now I'm less of a storyteller. I'm a morbid dweller, drawing pictures with a stone on the floor of the cellar, seeking shelter in better memories. I've been seeking shelter in better memories. Yeah, less of a storyteller. I'm a morbid dweller, drawing pictures with a stone on the floor of the cellar.